0: San Francisco had that element yeah. to, for me as a kid, uh, a, a stability, maybe, you know, right. mother, father, even though it was weird, but that it was like a little family, whereas for me and my brother it was just my dad, because our mother was ill, and, and he was an artist, so he had to like, disappear.
1: That was filmmaker and educator Christopher Coppola. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. In this podcast, Christopher talks about his life and his family's history in Southern California and San Francisco. Christopher has, well, a couple relatives you might have heard of. He describes growing up with his brother in Long Beach, but spending significant time in San Francisco with his famous Uncle Francis and Aunt Eleanor. Check back Thursday for part two and the conclusion of Christopher's story. Here's Christopher.
0: Okay, uh, well, I'm uh, Christopher Coppola. I'm uh, I'm a uh, I'm the son, middle son of August Coppola, who is the older brother of Francis Coppola and uh, Talia Shire. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know everybody, but I'm the son uh, of August Coppola. who was the firstborn, and he was a phenomenal educator, mm-hmm. um, and he and he was a dean of creative arts at San Francisco State for a long time, and mm-hmm. I still run into students that say he was the best teacher we ever had. And wow. Francis, at the end of Rumblefish, does say to my first and wisest brother. <laughs> and uh, teacher, my first and wisest teacher. Not okay. He's obviously his brother. But uh, I, uh, I'm i here. We're doing this here at San Francisco Institute, which is my alma mater. And we're in mm. Studio 8, partly because I decided I wanted to teach, too. Okay. And, uh, you know... <laughs> My father, though loved, was never given the proper uh, exaltation (laughs) for his ability, because in my family, if you don't win an Academy Award or a nomination, you might not have room at the table
1: to sit and eat. But that, that, I mean, we'll dig into that. That had to start somewhere. Yeah, it wasn't no, always the case. Yeah,
0: yeah, it did. And it did start from way back when with the poor Coppolas being into, into music and machinery and, and creativity, mm-hmm. uh, thinking out of the box, that was the way you survived. Mm-hmm. Coppolas are good at that, uh, stick to But my dad was the one that took that creativity and really kind of made it like a a way to look at the world with your own personal vision, but to connect dots that you may not even see.
1: Hmm. He
0: had a, I mean, for one example, he and a lot of teachers here remember him and will tell me things that share things. I remember being in your dad's class and he he was the first uh, class of the semester and all these students came in, and he's waiting, and he's waiting, and he says, "Okay, everybody, close your eyes." And he waits. They keep it and then they open it, Okay, open them. What did you see? And nobody could say anything. <laughs> right. And he said, "Okay, well, everybody leave, and when you could see something, come back." Oh shit!
1: <laughs> I said that was pretty. Brilliant. That's teaching. Yeah. <laughs> but, what did what yeah. what all did he teach? I mean, we can well, dig into Comparative literature, but, comparative but, you literature. know, okay, uh,
0: right. philosophy. Um, but he would also do fun stuff like. Uh, you know, he had a idea stand, like a lemonade stand at uh, <laughs> uh, uh, San Francisco State, but it was an idea stand, but it looked mm. like, and he would be there and there'd be like, umbrella and people would go, oh, you want an idea? You want an idea? So he'd give them ideas, you yeah. know, and that was his idea of uh, why does it have to be a lemonade stand? Can it right. be it just be a, an idea stand. You, you know.
1: might even get, I mean, lemonade, not to, sh- no shade on <laughs> lemonade, but like you could get something out of an idea too. Oh yeah. yeah Sharing yeah. I, and, I mean, and you listening. you could do
0: both. You could share both. Or totally. I would make it a I mint mean, julep or something. Yeah. Make, really get the ideas going. Yeah.
1: A cherry flavored idea. That's <laughs> I like that. That's a great idea. <laughs> okay. But anyhow, but
0: anyhow, so I, I come from that part of the family more based on education and I, I was growing up. Uh, where my last name really didn't mean anything yet, okay. you know, in, until the Godfathers came out, right? And I was in elementary school, but that's when I started noticing people asking questions. <laughs> you yeah, know? are you? Are you so and so? Are you that yeah. copula um, Are you right. that guy? Right. And so I could see it. I could see it change. So I, I, I saw that, and it was kind of annoying. Yeah, you know, because we were the Southern was not part of that, and we were a professors' kids and had our own issues. Um, and it took a while for me to kind of get comfortable with that, Okay. you know, whereas why I I understand my son's feelings and I'm like, yeah, you know, just the way you got to look at it, son, is that if it makes them happy, Mm. that's what I realized. Like I remember going in, in, I was in uh, San Berdu, I was going to music school, um, and I was going, and I was basically living on nothing as a college student. And I was going through a checkout stand at, um, uh stater brothers that's the grocery store okay. down there and this young woman like stops to see my check. is are you are you coppola one of those coppola and this is in punduk town i go yeah <laughs> oh, you you really made my day and i'm like god really and you want to laugh at that a little bit but i'm like well if it really made her day you know uh, how can i judge that you know
1: i was laughing because at first i thought no 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 there are a lot of people uh, that do laugh. i thought i thought that she thought you were a different Coppola, but it was just the fact that you were a Coppola made her day, and you went through her line. Yeah,
0: it was the fact that I was related to Francis Ford Coppola. Right and I didn't say how right I just said yeah I am one of those and so she got very excited yeah normally I wouldn't do that it's I don't know but in that situation she looked like she needed something yeah you know even though I'm wearing slippers for shoes (laughs) but but I guess my point was I grew to be okay with that in fact proud of my heritage proud of the amount of of talent uh in my family and there's interesting reasons why that might be the case okay kind of like weird incest type stuff okay Okay. (laughs) not not that much but the idea that um two first cousins that got uh eloped Mm -hmm. one very handsome who hated his father but Mm -hmm. then decided to get to get even with his father because he could have married they were all highway robbers back in southern Italy. Oh, he could have married uh, into a higher family. Like okay. Maybe the Viscontis or the Medici because he was really handsome. Right. But he hated his father so much that he married this first cousin and and it's probably true in a lot of these kind of, you know, poorer areas, but you can't have an unwed woman. In right, this,
1: you know. that's absolutely But she was
0: not. missing a nose, because apparently she picked her nose with a knitting needle, and she lost her nose. Oh my goodness. And so she had to wear a scarf, and I've seen her pictures, I mean, she was quite beautiful, but I also saw something without the nose, and I didn't like seeing that. Yikes. But the handsome son, yeah. He usually would go to me. The middle son would have to marry the noseless cousin. You got, you got to do it. For, but he decided to do it and eloped with her. And my family comes from that kind of weird union. Okay. So I started thinking, well, you know, maybe that's why. Yeah. Maybe that weird operatic relationship, you know, could be why. But there, there is, I mean, it's pretty fascinating that there are so many that have succeeded.
1: I was going to say at the end of the day, it's really it, like there's the fame, but then it's also... Talent and creativity—that's yeah, no, yeah, like very prevalent in yeah,
0: your family. yeah. And I, I'm proud of that. I'm I'm proud. but I am known kind of more like you know some people called me the the bad boy, which I don't really see that myself that way. Uh, okay. But I am known. It was known as the pirate of the Coppola family because of my okay. do rags and riding it, motorcycles. Yeah, uh, a little bit of the guy bad boy in that I make drive-in movie rubber monster movies, mm-hmm. and I'm not like the Coppola clan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you know. I studied with George, but also I, I can I make those kind. I can make a film if I wanted to, if I really right. want to spend my. But I I have a different kind of muscle, and it comes from my mother's side of the family, where things are funny to me. Right. And, and in that in that bizarre kind of humor, uh, which I call the profane. Uh, you know there's some truth there's a lot more going on in that right. like the rubber monster There's a lot more going on but I don't want to preach I'm not here to like be your artist no I'm here just to like you open up a beer can and you know
1: well and I think that's the point is you yeah. are you are who you are right. as an artist yeah and yeah. a teacher yeah probably teacher. you are you are
0: right and I will say though now uh, as I get older I turn 60 which is why Sam and Quinn Um, exists but I did it before I was 60 Mm -hmm. was I I felt this need to maybe be figure out what I put out in the world oh right right. yeah and and uh, so I'm very happy with doing I might do something really wacky in Las Vegas so it'll make other people in my family upset (laughs) but uh, I do feel the need to do something meaningful or legacy that maybe so one little kid might see and say, man, you know, I can do this. And, and I've done that a lot when I travel, because I teach um, I teach filmmaking to uh, non-filmmakers because we mm. live in a visual world and I call it cinema syntax, because oh. it's all, you know, videos now. Right. And if you have something you want to say to the rest of the world, you can share it online. But you should you should be articulate. You
1: could craft it. Yeah,
0: craft yeah. it. And I teach that. And this one little kid, like in Belize, has nothing. Um, it was in Punta Gorda. Uh, I was doing a festival there. You know, he came up to me at the end. He was like 10. He goes, like, Mr. Coppola, I didn't know I could be a film director. Mm. I said, Of course, of course. It's in all of us. You just have to have a story. And he, you know, it made me feel so good. Like that
1: yes. is my my Oscar, <laughs> and that's a connection. Yeah, you were talking about connections earlier, yeah. Yeah. Um, within stories, but also yeah, exactly. people. Exactly. Yeah, and your dad's idea stand. Yeah, exactly. Which is brilliant. Um, okay, thank you for that introduction. It was uh, a little
0: long winded, but get not at know. all. No, I, I <laughs> no, I like that. I like I like.
1: This podcasts be more you than me. Okay. Um, no, I don't but, know about that. You seem very curious. I'm looking at you. you oh, know, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
0: getting a sense of big time serious comedy, black comedy a little bit. Sure. I know. grew up
1: in the 70s, like on George <laughs> Carlin and Richard Pryor. Well, I I'm, was there. Yeah. yeah. yeah
0: I'm 62. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so I'm, I was all part of
1: that. Wait, I was going to ask, did you turn, so you didn't turn 60 last year. No, You're not an 60 ox. 60 this January. You're not an ox. I am an ox. Oh, shit. I'm fellow a, ox. I
0: am a We are both ox.
1: oxes. You're a what ox? A metal a, ox. Metal. That's a little
0: more considered because you have ox, you have the four elements. Yeah. And the
1: metal is the weird one. Is that because of 61 or? 62. Or sixty-two. Okay, yeah. So well, it's the actual date specific to date, that one. Yeah, I don't actually know what what element. We should find I am. out because that's big. Okay, but we are both oxes. Well, that's good. I love that's, that. It's, yeah, hard really working. Cool. Total. Yeah. Sure. Always. Well, what was interesting? You'll like this. Work hard, play hard. I say. <laughs> well,
0: exactly. But you'll like this. Uh, well When I was little, my brother, the actor. Um, He's two years younger than me, and our, we did films together and funny stuff because we just had we had a, kind of a sad childhood, being down in Long Beach with a mother that wasn't well, which is partly why I made Sam and Quinn to dedicate to her. And I'm a, I, I'm a really interested in an advocate for mental health. Right. But it was hard being a kid and. Uh, He was super proud that he was the year of the tiger. Mm. And I was super proud that I was the year, no, he was the year of the dragon, Bruce Lee. And I was super proud that I was the year of the tiger. So our whole show was like, yeah, I'm the tiger. Well, I'm the dragon. Then we both find out as we get older, he's really a rabbit. (laughs) And I'm really an ox. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "What, what? how did that happen? It's really more, you got to really look at it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I love it. But I I love that you were both wrong. Yeah. (laughs) we are both off. But the rabbit is super
0: lucky. I said, it's probably
1: pretty good that you were the rabbit. (laughs) Totally. Totally.
0: And I have to handle a lot of pressure
1: a weight on my shoulder,
0: so it's probably good that I'm the ox. You know? Right. So Things happen. Yeah. And if I
1: may, you're a big guy. I'm. I'm you, pretty big. you look like you could. You mentioned earlier not being that into basketball. I was like, you could probably play basketball pretty I, well. I,
0: I could. I'm more of a wrestling ah. fencer guy. Okay. Uh, I'm also, you know, I, when I was a biker, uh, I used to ride with some serious motorcycle clubs, but I never joined. But I was respected. I got the two, you know, the go banditos, and I have a reason why. And I and I, I know if I make this film, it would be my biggest success, uh-huh. uh, and I would enjoy it. But I'm I'm just not I'm feeling my age. But Biker Macbeth. Okay. And and it would have, and this is not a stage theater, so I'm okay, but uh, I, I could have said Biker Scottish play, but it wouldn't have the same. But all the battles would be seen. You would have uh, you know the Scottish on uh, Harleys and the English on crotch rockets, and you'd see the battles, and it would be a heavy metal rock opera. Yes. And you would have metal because all these gangs, you know, they they guard outdoor concerts, so there's a reason for that. And so I I you know helped to set up the, the New Mexico film incentive. Back in 2000 and, and, and 2001, cool. um, and I said, "God, you know what? We can do it all here." Uh, I, 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 I'm not somebody who can raise more than 10 million dollars. Only done it once. Usually, my films are 2 million and under. Usually under a million. Some, well, usually under 300 thousand or nothing. You know, which I like. Actually, I prefer that. But anyhow, this film would cost some money, so I said, "Well, how am I going to get like 2,000 bikes, man, to do oh, this?" Oh yeah. So I went in deep. You know, I went to the club, the dance clubs, to meet, see if I can find out who's the head guy of the Banditos. Mm-hmm. And I found this guy, Get Gone. And, uh, and, then you know, I put myself out there. I'm, I'm right. In, I'm in, you know, I'm in, out there, I'm on the bike, you know. And I go and I go and I meet this guy and say, here's my idea, Shakespeare. You know Shakespeare? You know Shakespeare? He looks at me and goes like, I know Shakespeare. Oh, I go, good, because you're like Duncan to me in this. I said, but I, I would like 2,000 bikes in it, you know, uh, to do this, and there would be some tequila and stuff. <laughs> and he says, uh, come back to the compound. So we go back to the compound. And they're making bandido See, now, if a Hell's Angel hears this, they'll want to shoot me, but I don't really care anymore because they hate each other. <laughs> right. uh, and actually, when they gave me all the stuff, like the two to wear in New Mexico, which I, is another funny story, they said take all that off when you go back to California because you, you'll get shot. Okay. Just like if you're... California, and you had the Hell's Angels thing, and you get Texas, you get shot. Right. So it's you got to understand those things. And I made it clear, look, I'm not joining. I'll ride just with you guys to show honor, but I, I'm not a club guy. You know? okay. But anyhow, so they, they we're at the compound, and they said, hey, you know, we're gonna go for the ride soon, so drink up. And so everybody's eating Bandito stew, which are these truck drones with cactus, potatoes, partially digested crap, all this kind of stuff. And we're and drinking tons of tequila, and I'm gone. And then at midnight, they go, now we ride. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not a, that big of a biker. I just kind of started out, you know. Right. Uh, and so we had to ride. And they wanted to go like 100 miles per hour you know, in a line. And so I had to do it. Right. So, so I do. I put myself in those situations. Yeah. And I even had guns in my face with like some young punk was going to shoot me at one of the. I'm like, What are you going to do? Shoot me? Go ahead. go Shoot me? You going to shoot me? You, you're really going to shoot me? You know. I just started talking about it. And the guy's looking at me, and finally, he got taken out back and beat up pretty badly by the elders. It's
1: almost like you're the Coppola living your uncle's movies. <laughs> that, that's what people have said. They said,
0: you know, and I don't know how to take this, but they said, you, watching well, you make a movie is often way more entertaining than your movie. Hmm. And and I do think, like when I talk, I, I live my art. Yeah. I, I'm getting tired now, so that's why I can't do Biker Macbeth, even though I do think a heavy metal rock opera with maybe Britney Spears and Charlie Sheen singing ooh, ooh, and yeah. Metallica, and yeah. she's Lady Macbeth in the back, you know, it could be interesting. Could, I like it. It might have a resonance, but I can't do that. But anyhow, I do, I do, I do. Live. I'm sorry
1: that I don't have a million dollars to give you No, it's, that. it'd be more like $10. Dollars? I can give you $10. Well,
0: let's figure <laughs> it out. Animate it.
1: We'll animate it. We'll use my <laughs>
0: iPhone. We'll use that app.
1: Or could be pretty the, good. Or one of the animations We have, kits, have animation students, here, but students.
0: it should just be, if it's going to be no money, it's got to be the iPhone. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I got the lenses. And stuff. But anyhow, no, my, my my point being is that I... I enjoy the journey. I enjoy the adventure. Uh, I bring that to my movies. So yeah, in a way, in a way, uh, you could say what you said—that I'm kind of like a character. That's what people people say. But but uh, it is intense. I don't sleep. Um, I maybe get two hours of sleep uh, every other day, mm-hmm. uh, and I can't do this so much anymore. But I, I drink, I, 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 I chew on a cigar throughout the day. I drink about ten espressos while I'm making a movie. Okay. I knock myself out with a pretty good single malt, Macallan. When I have some Ooh. money, but usually twit which I can't afford now. But the, you know, <laughs> twelve is okay. You know, okay. It's a little more, but I knock myself out, get a couple, of, then I'm up again, and then I got to go to work. Yeah. And so after doing a few of those in a row, you start to feel it. Yeah. You know, I'm
1: starting to feel it. All well, more. it's it's just your mind. It's what you, what your mind is. Do you and think it does. you think I can
0: actually come
1: back? I think you're fine. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I think you'll be fine.
0: I'm, my kids hope so. They they're worried. So you don't you don't seem to have that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, I just don't have that anymore. I
1: turned 16. But there's always second wins, fourth maybe, wins, maybe, maybe. eight <laughs> lives. I don't know. Yeah. So what I'd like to do, uh, and and unlike probably, or I'd say more so than any other guest I've had, we're up to like 190-something hmm. in this project. Um,
0: well, it's a good project. I like what you're thank doing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank
1: you. I appreciate that. Storyteller. Thank too. you. Yeah. Uh, but but I think more than any of those other 190 some odd folks who've been on the show, people are going to know some of your, and you've already mentioned some of your family's story. Yeah. Um, I guess one thing that I'm totally interested in is the origins of Coppola's in Northern California. Like, can you share yeah, that yeah, story? Definitely, because definitely. Because I'm sure it's on well, Wikipedia that's all, that's and a thousand all. websites, but I want to hear it straight it's from It's pretty obvious. What, what is my uncle's on? first name? Right. Your uncle Francis... Francis, right? Right.
0: And the city's called... San Uh, San
1: Francisco. Francisco. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: So, you know, Coppola's do have ego. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They do have have ego. And if you you essentially get sick of Hollywood, you're like, hey, well, that's my town up there. Francisco. San Mm -hmm. Francisco. I'm going to open up my own studio up there and it's going to be different. So I, I do think that had a little something to do with it, which okay. is good. It's okay. good. And also Saint Francis is a great saint and he sure. I know he believes in a lot of that love. Yeah. But also he's, you know, he he's a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. And he also like if he if you're gonna try to mow him over, he'll mow you over four times more. Okay. You know, and so I don't want to be in Hollywood. I'm gonna go up there. I'm gonna become like the you know, an important San Francisco guy. Was he the first one? He was the first the of that Group
1: that generation. There were other
0: filmmakers that had been here. Lucas came later.
1: But even before your dad... I'm talking about your family, though. Even before your dad came up here?
0: No, no my uncle. Yeah.
1: My, he was the first. Before your dad? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, the reason why because we were in Long Beach, California, where mm-hmm. my dad was a professor at Long Beach State, mm-hmm. which is all the sports team were called the 49ers, still are, that's why, I'm a, that's why it works, I could be a 49er fan. But uh, no, he, he left and came to San Francisco um, after Godfather won and bought the building and made this like his base. Now, because of that, because my dad would go off writing uh, and we didn't have her mother who wasn't well, uh, we were often sent to live with Francis, Nicholas, and I. Okay. brother. brothers. So Mark was older. He was kind of already out there.
1: Mark uh, is your older brother. Older
0: brother. The okay. Cope. The DJ. You okay. Know, okay. Always on the Howard Stern. You got to learn how to cope with the Cope. Oh, okay. That it. guy. He was the guy that was on the Howard Stern Show with a bad lip, and Howard was asking him, well, what's going on? He said, well, my iguana bit my lip. (laughs) It's that kind of stuff. The lizard man. But anyhow, uh, because of that, we were often in San Francisco for a whole summer, Mm -hmm. Nicholas and I, starting like in fourth grade, Mm -hmm. third grade. So it always had that kind of magical, oh, we get to go to San Francisco, though though we felt like the poor Coppola's right we felt like the Coppola's are from LA and they got everything (laughs) they got the limo they got this and that which is one of the reasons why my brother really was pissed and as a young man he was like I am going to do better than
1: them chip on his shoulder kind of thing a little bit but like you know
0: on Christmases you know not that Francis did this but the other family would all grandparents and they, they would all gravitate towards the fame Mm-hmm. You know, but not my dad, the teacher, and his ragamuffin sons uh, in Long Beach. So when Christmas came, you know, we'd get a socks, some things that you need. <laughs> and I'd see my cousins get all these great toys. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and so my brother really wanted to, he wanted a taste of that his own way. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I respect them. I mean, change your name to Cage and mm-hmm. say all the reasons. But, you know, still, you know, we learn in our family. You know, we bring our own, we, we did learn things mm-hmm. from Francis and her dad. Right. And so to change your name to for a good acting name, Nick Cage is way better than Nick Coppola.
1: It it's is the like name. Grant.
0: Right. It's right. not his real name. Clark Gable, that's not his real name. If you're going to be right. a movie star, you got to think of a name. Yeah. You know, and so uh, so it made sense.
1: How old were you guys, or young I should say, when you started coming up? To see well, I, like third
0: grade. So okay. Well, yeah.
1: then, Eight, nine? Yeah,
0: well, we started then.
1: Yeah. yeah. Were your visits here, was it like all through your uncle's fame? Or like, did you have any moments? I don't know. Like, were you riding the bus around? Were you fucking oh, yeah, off no, and always, goofing off? Always.
0: My aunt Eleanor, Eleanor Coppola did uh, Hearts of Darkness. She was, she, we call her mother aunt. She was okay. like the mother we kind of didn't have. She was tough. Right. Like I remember once we got a little allowance uh, and she'd make us take the bus and go to places. So she was really proactive that way. Uh, and, and and we didn't feel like, you know, I mean, even Jew and Roman didn't feel like rich kids or Sophia. That never felt that way. Mm-hmm. It was all because they, they're self-made. Francis is self-made. Right. You know? So never got that feeling it was just us as southern coppers observing okay <laughs> the things that happen that don't happen to us right you know? and that yet we're still asked are you one of those copolas? but we're not you know? right. so, so there was a little that that bothered nicholas and it did bother me a lot but later on you know you, you learn to deal with it mm-hmm. but my point is is that no uh, we did go around san francisco we did we did like uh, going to the Japantown, Chinatown. It was magical. All I mean... Because that was, doesn't exist in Long Beach. Right. Long Beach is suburbia.
1: But also what didn't exist, because if if, the, if my timing is right, my chronology, this would have been like sixty nine, seventy. In the 70s. Yeah. I mean, Hippie Hill, oh, Golden Gate Park, no, Upper... I mean,
0: oh, and there was... Well,
1: was it called Upper Haight? It was called the Hate ashbury I lived
0: up there later. Which, okay. But, but, uh, but basically, um, yeah... Uh, but, but this is a funny story about my aunt, which I told my son Dexter recently. He just cracked up. But when we lived there one summer and it was at the Broadway house, it's on Broadway and film were that big, what that was Francis's house. There was a oh. movie theater. It was, a, it was like his place. P- people r- the Russian ambassador would go there to look right. at films. So I got to meet some interesting people that I didn't necessarily know who they really were. Like Brando was there, Right. you know, you know, uh, um, Werner Herzog. Had I had I maybe known I was a little older, I would have been like, "Hey man, let's you know that kind of thing." I'd listen in, hear, hear more. Yeah, but uh, I didn't, you know. Um, but I remember I said, "God, I really think I invented something really cool—a marshmallow shake." Oh, and, <laughs> and I'm like, "Where's the blender?" So had a blender And I, I put all these marshmallows in and a little bit of milk, and I went for it, and it got thicker and it blew out the motor, and, and, it, and yeah, was Ellie, Ellie was pissed. Yeah. She was pissed at me and said, so, okay, guess what? Take your allowance, go down to the hardware store, get it fixed with your allowance. Oh, yeah. So she was like that yeah. with everybody, which I thought you it's know, a was a good lesson. Totally. So that, San Francisco had that element yeah. too, for me as a kid. Yeah. Uh, a, a stability Maybe you know, Right Mother father, Even though it was weird But that it was like A little family Whereas for me And my brother it Was just my dad Because our mother was ill and, and he was an artist So he had to like Disappear Right You know So so San Francisco Was like a In some ways A sanctuary For us as kids
1: I was going to say Did you uh, Did you prefer it To your home Down there N- No
0: Yes and no I mean I, I like Long Beach Yeah Um uh, I felt like I can, I can do more in some ways, uh, like under the radar. Okay. <laughs> Whereas you couldn't appear so much. And this is San Francisco. Is, I mean, I was little, but it's not a big city. It's I mean, very it's, small. It's like a town. Right. I mean, it's a village. It happens to be a city. Everybody knows everybody. Right. You know, it's not like what I thought when I was up here mm-hmm. having, you know, being here now, but, but in Long Beach, you know, we were the entertainers because there was a lot of kids. Nobody, I mean, not that they weren't smart, but they didn't, they just were basic. Uh, even though I love that. But we were the weirdos, right. my brother and I, long hair, my mom was around, but we would do stuff. We'd create seances, you know, <laughs> you'd have kids over. My brother, you know, the seances, we'd elevate the table, they'd pay like 50 cents. We mm-hmm. had the trick candles. My brother would hide in the closet, and I had two other friends, and we'd get them all excited. And at the last one, my brother would jump out and do this whole sh- monster stick and it's yeah so i felt like we got to i don't know if we could have done that up here
1: bloody mary what, what was, wasn't it called bloody mary on the on the mirror well, oh
0: yeah i don't yeah. know i'm, yeah, I'm from no, texas didn't do that. okay okay didn't do that <laughs> and someone comes
1: in with lipstick or, yeah, well, or chocolate uh, syrup yeah. or something i, mean, I don't think
0: yeah. my, i think my bro- brother was thinking more like i'm the incredible hulk with fangs yeah like
1: know? i'm a monster in the room with you now yeah, exactly Fuckers. But it, yeah. I
0: mean, I had all—I had foot pedals that would make sounds. I had strings that would hit a chain. I had it all. I got, yeah. foot, you know, my eyes—if I blinked—would flash because I had a little. Ooh. So I was really that guy, and my, I just knew that the big thing would be my brother jumping out of the closet right. because that's what he
1: did. <laughs> so that was you life in Long Beach. Long Beach. So and what you, I'm saying
0: is that when oh. we made films. We created, oh. you know, little Super 8 films together. We, 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 we did these things because there was really nothing else to do.
1: And we as you and Nick.
0: My, Nicholas and I were two yes. years apart. So as little boys, we were very close. Okay, got it. And, and we'd do a lot of these things, very creative. Uh, we had a funny radio show called The Junkery Jack Show, and he'd be different guests coming on. Yes. You know, he'd play all these different characters. So you yeah. could tell... Right away, even at that age, that you could tell he would be a big actor, yeah, because you know, he was so good at it right. at a young age. But anyhow, uh, Long Beach was good for that, yeah, because it was kind of like people could walk around with stocking feet pajamas, and it was okay. <laughs> but, but and maybe it would have been in certain areas of I was San Francisco, say, it's, it's but like
1: Dairy Girl around but, here.
0: <laughs> but I don't know, like wherever Francis places was, it wouldn't have worked.
1: That's not that like was you a know, different had world. That specific Heights, right? You know? Well, you said that sanctuary or San Francisco was a sanctuary for you. What did you mean by that? What I meant
0: was that it was like there was a family. There was a mother, you know, a father figure and, 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 and cousins. Right. And we would do things together. Right. So we'd go to like fun places, Japantown, uh, places that are in the movie that I remember doing that, um, going on a little trip. So what I meant is it, maybe it could have been another city. It was just the fact that we were spending summers with something that felt solid. Okay. And it just so happens that now San Francisco is the symbol of that, of, mm. of our youth, mm. less so than our Disarray of Actual Long Beach, home. which is which is still good. Yeah. If you look at Nicholas and um, uh, Vampire's Kiss, he draws from both. Yeah. You, know? oh, right. you know, from the, the all these things, and he's good at that. Yeah. But anyhow, you I, I, uh, I I I really have uh, uh, always found San Francisco like a a place of of, of um, it's sacred.
1: That was Christopher Coppola. On the next episode of Storied San Francisco, Christopher will finish the story of his life. Part two drops Thursday wherever you listen to podcasts. Music for the podcast was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Original photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our fourth season... We have more than 190 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can, please rate and review our show so we can reach even more folks. We love email. Drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, stay healthy, and we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcasts.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies
0: forever.